The It's a Look podcast is brought to you in partnership with 1528 Webster. 1528 is a space where young companies, freelancers, and artists can grow their ideas, connect, find support, and mentorship. Learn more and apply for an individual or company membership online at www.1528webster.com. It's a look. We wrote it down. Put it in a book. It's a fly. Me and Jay. All the time. If you want to know, look it up. Ho. Making moves. Me and my homies, we never lose. You got to choose. Somebody else's shoes. It's a look. Put it in a picture, put it in a book. It's a fly. You want to make us mine, now's the time. Here we go. We getting better and it's a flow. And now you know. It's a look. And now you know. We working hard. Everybody know that we a star. We getting better. Mm, We making money. We making cheddar. Ding, ding, ding. And no, you didn't know. Frida can rap. Oh, Frida can flow. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> <laughs> ding, ding, ding. <laughs> You're listening to your two favorite hosts, Frida and Jenna. Do us a couple favors while you're listening to this episode. If you want the first look at all of our new content, join our mailing list. Visit www.itsalookwith.us and drop your email in the newsletter section. Follow us on Instagram. Actually, go ahead and just do it right now. Pull out your phone, go to the Instagram app, and search for itsalookwith.us. Hit that follow button. We promise you're going to enjoy this episode and the ones to come. So be sure to leave a review on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or the It's a Look website in the About Us section. Lastly, we host live events. Consider this your invitation to the next one. Hugs on site, FMJ. Jen and I met uh, three, four years ago. Kenya invites me to um, some kind of celebration for her. And so I arrive and I'm like, okay, cool. And then this woman walks in and immediately I was just like, who is that? Who that? And I remember Kenya introducing us. I'm talking to Jenna and I'm just like, oh, like, why have we never met? And she's like, oh, well... I was recently jet-setting across the world. I've been traveling all about uh, to different countries all by myself. And I'm like, this bitch is the coolest woman I've ever met in my freaking life. And so she's telling me all about her travels and about the ways that she travels and how she finances it and how she's just this really cool independent woman. And I'm just like, I want to do that. I want to travel all around the world. I want to be an international jet-setter. <sighs> and that was that day. That's that's the day that we met. I remember her birthday. July, for my birthday, like my 23rd birthday or something. For whatever reason, I was already in the city. For whatever reason, I end up being in San Francisco. And she asked me to, like, I don't know, I, maybe through 
Snapchat, maybe through Instagram stories. I see on Instagram that Jenna is close to where I am. So out of the blue, I call her. I'm like, hey, like, let's hang out. Let's let's do something. It's my birthday. And she's just like, okay, great. Meet me. So we meet um, and we spend the day together with other friends as well. And we have a really great time. And we ended up hanging out in the mission. That was probably the first time we hung out as friends. It's time to say goodbye. And I'm just like, okay, cool. Like, Jenna, I'm so glad you spent my birthday with me. Thank you so much. And she's like, yeah, of course. And she's like, yeah, you know, I just got back. And, you know, I have friends, but, you know, I'm not really hanging out with a lot of people. And I was just like, do you want to be, do you want to be friends? <laughs> and she's like, oh, yeah, like, sure. And uh, she didn't believe me, but I've been calling her ever since. Also somehow helped her understand that we should also work together and be friends. And we've been doing that for the last three years. What excites me about that story is that neither of us were in the room when we were recording it, but we used similar language and reached to the similar stories to tell the story of how we became one. And I think that's, at least for me, affirming because I know that I'm, when I call this person my business partner, she's saying the same thing, she's using the same language. And I'm like, okay, we're on the same page. You're back in the studio with your two favorite hosts, Frida and Jenna Dominique from the It's a Look podcast. Today, we're giving you a look into It's a Look, a look into ourselves, who we are, the making of this partnership, the making of this business, this brand that we now realize is much bigger than either of us ever imagined when we were hanging out in the mission for Frida's birthday. Listening to that story, that combined story of the two of us makes me smile on the outside and on the inside because I'm a cancer and I'm always emotional. What you just heard is our birth story. It's how It's a Look got started. It's It was It's a Look before we even started taking a look into making a podcast. This episode is a particularly special episode because it's about two people who've decided to work together who are pretty different. But it's in our similarities and also in our differences that we're able to find success and growth and prosperity in the work that we're doing. Now... If this is your first time listening to It's a Look, maybe it's your 10th time listening to an episode. You may be unclear on what It's a Look is and what exactly we do. Frida, can you break it down for them? Absolutely, Jenna, and I'm glad that you asked. (laughs) (laughs) But on a serious note, It's a Look is a look into the people who are doing dynamic things, changing the culture, positively impacting their communities, doing dope shit. And in this episode, we decided that's us. And we want to let you know how we're doing that, because there are a lot of people doing incredible things, but are they sharing with you the wisdom and the hacks to do it? And I'm talking real hacks, not uh, you want to meditate once a day. Like, listen, okay, I need the direct link to the meditation. I need to know what the mantras are. And so that's what this episode is for. Real, tangible, walk away facts and ideas for you to implement into your life. If you want to start a partnership or if you find a partner and you're like, "Mm, are they the one? Well, maybe in this episode you can figure that out. 
On the surface, what you hear is the two of us in this podcast. You hear our recorded content. If you hang out with us on Instagram, you see us doing all kinds of photo shoots and video shoots and producing content. And if you get to know us individually and you've been following our work, then you'll know that Frida is a comedian. She's also a model, a cancer, and an all-around good-time gal. And if you get to know me, Jenna with... One N, then you'll know that I'm a world traveler and the founder of Street Salad Co., an international postcard and experience company. I'm also a motivational speaker, and I'm waiting for my invitation to deliver a TED Talk. Hello. Lastly, a style icon. We be out here styling in these streets. It's not a game. International looks being received and delivered. Two individuals who had no prior work history together that started a friendship, saw a niche, and decided we needed to activate on it to create a business together. I think we've all unfortunately heard the narrative that women don't work well together. If you have too many women in a room, they won't be friends. If you have too many women in an office, they probably won't get along. And I'm not really sure how or why that narrative has continued on. Because when I was a little girl, I remember seeing women who worked together, women who supported each other. For example, my favorite show when I was growing up was Charmed, Charmed, which featured three women, three sisters who were bewitched. They were the charmed ones, destined to defeat evil for the entirety of their existence. And they were really different. You know, it's not to say that they were the same and that it was easy for them to get along, but they decided throughout their different personalities and different work styles and different communication styles that what they were working on to defeat evil, in this case, was much more important than the small disagreements they may have fallen into or the many small ways that they were different. What was more important is that, one, as sisters, they loved each other, and two, that it was better to work together than to work against each other. Deeper than the misconception around women working together is the fear and the negativity surrounding friends working together. Friends taking their relationship to the next level to develop a business together. Friends having the hard conversations around money, around roles, around work ethic, and are you doing your shit? Question mark. I reflect on the friendships that have inspired me. People that come to mind are Raven and Chelsea from That's So Raven. I think of Sharon Dawn from Clueless, styling on campus. I think of Issa Rae and Yvonne on Insecure, two of our recent favorites. And then I think of my homies from Oakland, from the Bay Area. Carmina Woodard and Evangeline Elder from Woman Sound Off, two friends who are blazing a path and opening doors for other women of color. These friendships turned business relationships. These friendships turned problem solvers. These friendships turned inspiration, really. Set the path for this relationship. And now we're seeing, I would say, the fruits of our labor. Juicy, juicy mango fruit. Yeah, that kind. So we talk a lot of game, but where's the game plan? What are the tips? What are the tricks? And what do you need to know? 
We've identified seven characteristics that we think will lead you to a successful partnership, a bountiful partnership, one of which you will never need to worry ever again, the kind of partnership that will change your life. I recently saw something on Instagram and someone had commented about their partner, their romantic partner, and they said, with you, anything is possible. That's how I feel about Jenna. And I think that's happened because of these tools that we'd like to share with you. Number one, identify your compliments versus your competitors. Compliments. People that compliment you are people who bring work skills to the table that you don't have. They're the people that are organizers while you are the creative. They're the people who are good with spreadsheets while you're good with selling. Who are your compliments? What skills do you bring to the table? Deeper, what do you lack? What are you looking for? So an example of how Jenna and I compliment each other is the way in which we release content on Instagram. For example... What you don't know is that Jenna designs all of the graphic material on our Instagram account. All the It's a Look branded marketing material Jenna creates. Where do I come in? I write all the Instagram copy. I also manage the Instagram account and respond to all of the comments. Because here's the thing. I'm not trying to learn how to design shit. I'm not trying to work on new color schemes. I don't, I'm not really interested in that particularly. Jenna loves it. What Jenna's not trying to do is constantly be on Instagram responding to people's comments. It's just we have different interests. We have different ways that we use our time. And so, therefore, we can create a really wonderful experience on Instagram that benefits both of us. Then you identify your competitors. Two different kinds of competitors. The kind of competitors I'm talking about are the competitors that are business competitors. Who are the people, the brands the entities that are already offering a service that you're offering. What's your competitive advantage? What are you doing that is different or better? Who is it for that they're not targeting? How do you reach that audience? How do you beat them to the punch in the competition? For me, I see competitors really differently. I see competitors as people who want to work with you, but they don't really want you to win. Be mindful of these people. You'll see that they'll be pushing you to do less. Um, They'll be encouraging you to do less, and they will minimize your ideas and tell you that they are not good. And then you will see them doing the exact thing that you did. So be mindful of your competitors in that capacity as well, because they do not want you to be prosperous. They do not want you to win. Number two, constant and honest communication. One thing that we've realized is that we are maintaining a friendship and a business relationship. And that can be really murky space because I chat with you and I cackle with you and I send memes to you in my text messages. But that also is sometimes the most convenient way for me to communicate with you about business matters as well. It's important to identify what channels you use to communicate. Do we communicate about business and email and friend stuff in text messages? Can I call you whenever I want to when it's important? Do you respond late at night, early in the morning? Are you honest? Do you tell me the truth when you're communicating with me? Can I accept your hard truth, even if it hurts my feelings or makes me grow? 
It's important to maintain honest communication as you take your friendship to the next level in a business relationship. I have to share a funny story that relates to communication. So in the infancy of It's a Look, we're, we're about toddler stage right now, but in our infancy, we were corresponding a lot through email. And at the time, we were predominantly corresponding through email. And I'm a big thing where I like to respond to emails if I actually what I like to do is follow up with people if I have not received a response to the email that I sent them. Now, I like to give people about 24 hours. I feel like that is a respectable amount of time to get back to my email. I had, over the course of a few weeks, been asking Jenna, hey, Jenna, did you get my email? In email, in the same email thread that I asked her the initial question. It goes on for maybe two weeks, and then one day we're in a meeting, we're in a team sync, and Jenna goes, listen, if you ping one more thing to the top of my inbox, it ain't going to be good for the business. <laughs> it ain't going to be good. And me, and me, you know, I'm just like, bro, I'm just trying to keep the business operated. I'm, I'm supposed to work on the operations. I'm trying to do my job. And she's like, yeah, but don't you trust me? Like, don't you know that? I, of course I see your email. I'm going to get to it as soon as I can. And in that moment, no one was wrong, Right. I'm trying to do my job. I'm trying to keep the business afloat, keep the business moving forward. Jenna's a more thoughtful person. It takes her time to give thoughtful answers because she doesn't like to give uh, unthoughtful answers. And so in that moment, we realize, wow, we both really just care. You care. That's why it's taking you so long to respond to my emails. I care. That's why I'm hitting you up three, four times. And that's communication. That's the kind of communication you want to be able to be at with your business partner. Number three. Have honest talks about money. Now, I always say people get funny about money. Money will, and they say this about all kinds of relationships, money will be the thing that can make or break your relationship. It's important from the onset that you have an understanding, even of the person you're working with's personal finances. How much can they lose? How, can, how much can they afford to lose right now? How much can they afford to invest? Because it'll look different for us at, at, at any given moment. One day you might be full-time employed. I might be creating. The roles may switch. One day you might have a savings full of money that you can lean into. Other times you might be flat. Can you talk about where you are at honestly with your funds? You don't have to show them your bank statements now. But you do have to talk about it so that they know what they can expect from you and if they can rise to the occasion, as a business partner does. When I was working in the corporate space, I was for sure being like, man, we got money. I got money. We got money. And I remember I was so grateful that I had the presence of mind to let Jenna know before I left my corporate job. I'm like, listen, money going to be a little leaner moving forward, all right? Mama ain't getting them big checks no more from the corporate entity no more. And I feel like because I communicated that with her, you know, where I was financially through the entire process, we were able to plan ahead. We were able to cover expenses and pay off bills beforehand. And and then we transitioned into, you know, what I would like to call the broke Frida zone. And that's just where we were at the time. And we pushed through it because we had honest talks about money. Number four. 
Can you talk about your time commitment? Similar to having honest conversations about money, you have to have an honest conversation first with yourself and your calendar, and then with your business partner around how many hours a week, a month that you can invest in this endeavor. And it's okay to say, I can only put in five hours a week, one hour a day. It's okay to also say, I'm going to do this full time. But it's better to go in with an understanding of that because time is the most valuable resource. Especially when you're building something. Oftentimes in the beginning, you're not seeing money come from that investment. You're just investing your time knowing that one day it'll pay off. For those of you interested in tracking your time, um, I would like to personally encourage you, or we would like to personally encourage you to play around with the app called ClickUp. ClickUp is an app to help you stay organized, but they have a feature which allows you to track your time. So if you are, you know, you're going to start work, you click on the app, open the open the section to monitor your time, and then boom, you have a timer to track yourself. I think what is great about our transparency between us is that we both know how much time we're we're working and, and how much time we want to be working on this. So currently Jenna is doing 30 hours a week. I'm doing 20 hours a week. And because of that, we're able to identify the times that are most effective for us to be working together and the times where we can be working alone. Number five, radical honesty. So the only way to explain radical honesty is to tell you a story. So recently, Jen and I were booked to do a shoot with an, an incredible photographer who you must know. Her name is Paige Ricks. Okay. So for all of our shoots, we, we as a team discuss the necessary plan of action to make this shoot successful. And that includes like rehearsing our posing and talking about arrival times and what have you. Now, what's special about this shoot is that it was a swim. It was a swimming campaign, so we were going to be wearing swimsuits. And in the course of our meeting, I, because I will be, I build our agendas for the meeting. I wrote down pubic hair question mark, <laughs> and without telling you too much. Let me just tell you that the Amazon forest is not just in South America, okay? <laughs> okay? Now, me personally, I'm a woman of the earth, you know? So I be earthy. You feel me? I saw, You feel me? I what really she's to... trying to say is the underneath. <laughs> underneath. <laughs> the underneath part. That's where all the flavor is, so you don't want to cut on that all the time. <laughs> That's what my mama told me. My mama said the flavor was down there, so you don't want to just go down there cutting shit up. Now, what's important about this is, again, we're wearing swimsuits for this shoot. So, going back to the meeting, pubic hair, question mark. Now, we agreed for the meeting that we would do armpit hair because, you know, that's on brand. That's trending. It's cool. Now, pubic hair at the beach, not as cool. So, what we decided on was, I told Jenna, I said, listen, I'm a woman of the earth, and my mama told me to keep the underneath the underneath, but for this shoot, I'm going to, you know, respect Western standards and prime and prim and trim, prime, prim and trim, right? That's day one, okay? So we had an honest, radically honest conversation about not only my background, but also my physical biology of the body. The next day... Jenna comes up to me. She goes, psst, psst. I'm like, yo, what's up? She's like, 
Let me see your pubic hairs. <laughs> I said, I told you, I shaved. I told you. She said, no, no. I need to show you mine. <laughs> Do I have the green light? Is it a green light? Is this on brand? Can I show you? Because I'm unsure. I need to be honest with you about my unsureness, my lack of clarity. I need you to clear it up for me. And those moments only come from being honest. Honest enough to say, this is what I'm working with. I got to show you how I'm coming so my partner knows how I'm coming so we can come correct. And I think, you know, we tell this story because, well, one, it's funny. And two, I'm sure there are a lot of women out there who wonder how much pubic hair can a woman wear to the beach? Now, in my opinion, just let it all out. But, you know, it, it depends. But the third reason we're telling this story is because anxiety is real. Um, there's no reason really to have it. You, you don't want to carry it for too long. And why struggle and feel uncomfortable in your body or in your work when you have a partner here who you can bounce ideas off of? You know, if Jenna hadn't have asked me that, if I or if I hadn't told her what I was working with before, I would have I probably would have gone to European Wax Center and spent sixty dollars and and, you know, had a rash because they always give you a rash. And I wouldn't have been happy on the shoot. But we found a compromise that worked for both for both of us. And we had an honest conversation the day of the shoot that made us both feel so good about working with each other. And that's what radical honesty is about. It's to be able to get to a place of comfort with the person that you're working with. Number six, have fun. I think one thing that I've realized as a person who has been building a business for longer than, I guess, three years, but four years, I've been in it. I've been dedicated. And it was it was just me. And I'm like, Okay, now we're transitioning from friends to business. I was really leaning into the business side hard. And I realized that the only way the business side is going to thrive is if we have fun as friends. Like, if I know that I can still call my friend at 10 p.m. on a Tuesday and talk shit and laugh and be vulnerable. If I know that I can pull up to a recording session and I can cackle and we can joke Matter of fact, know that when we schedule meetings, we intentionally schedule 30 minutes of friend time before we start meetings because we know we need to get through all of the whatever happened within the last week as friends before we can actually jump into the business. So it's important to be intentional about your fun time and your friend time. And those 30 minutes are important because if you think that your fun time your personal life is not impacting your work, you are lying to yourself. And I can feel when Jenna has had a stressful morning, you know, and it would be better. And she feels that with me too. She goes, what's wrong? What's wrong? Tell me what's wrong. I go, nothing. Because I'm a cancer. Nothing. I'm fine. But when we tell each other the truth about what's happening in our personal lives, we can then leverage it to figure out how it is really a gift in our professional lives or it really is something that we don't even have to worry about. Or what I really love is that, oh, like, you don't actually have to do that by yourself. I got you. Because your joy in life is going to positively impact the business. So it's in my best interest as your business partner to make sure that your personal life is stable so that way you can do this extra thing that is our business. 
And last but certainly not least, number seven, have a plan for happily ever after. I'm going to tell the story this time. It was about a week ago. Frida and I have work sessions on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Tuesdays strong, top of the week, out here. Coming off the weekend, I'm rested, I'm good, I'm ready to ride. Thursday, I might be growling at you. My energy might be low. Some shit might have popped off. So I don't, we don't always come as our best on Thursdays. Eyes might be cut. Not intentional. This Thursday in particular, rough start, rough start. But one thing that we had to lean back on that we had developed At another time, when times were good, was an agreement of we. A document, essentially, that outlines why we started working together. Things that we can say to each other when we're in a funk to remind ourselves what we do and why we do it. So, Frida and I had been silencing one another for about an hour. And I looked up at her and I said, hey. And she said, yes. I said, remember that it's better we're doing this together and not by ourselves. All Frida could do is say, are you reading my mind? She said to me, I literally just said in my head, Jenna is so annoying. I thought I might have said it out loud for a second. And all I could do was laugh. And that moment alone, it diffused the entire situation. All of the cloud, the negativity was gone. It didn't even matter anymore. Our meeting ended so well, we both walked away damn near skipping down the streets. I think it just felt good to know that, like, wow, I was in a bad space with someone and I had the power to change it just by reminding them of something we decided on when we were good, which is it's better to be doing this with you than to be doing it by myself. I say all that to say that it's important to have a plan for happily ever after. It's important to have something to ground your partnership. It's important to have language, mantras to use to bring you back to yourselves as an individual and as a unit. So you're thinking about partnership. Maybe you have someone who's presented you with an idea. Maybe you've been asked to join an existing team Or maybe you have an idea and you know that you just don't or can't do it alone. So what questions do you ask or do you consider when you're thinking about partnership? The first question to consider. That's a self-question. What are the great characteristics that I am bringing to the table? What skills, assets, knowledge can I bring to a partnership that are going to benefit both myself and the other person? Another I question is, what percentage of your week or month can you allocate to this project? Now, don't forget to consider how much you want to sleep, how much you want to eat, who else you have to take care of, and what other responsibilities you have. Do you have a full-time job? Are you traveling soon? What else is on your calendar that is going to impact your ability to be present to this event, to this project? Number three. Again, for yourself, what makes me annoying? What makes me grind other people's gears? My siblings, my mom, my friends, what do I do to get underneath their skin? And then in verse, ask those people 
what you do to drive them crazy. Ask them for the truth. Ask them for a mirror reflection. Ask them to let you know about you. If you do not have anyone in your life that's willing to tell you why you're annoying, you may be doing something totally wrong. And that shouldn't be alarming. It just should be like, if you have to go to perhaps to the person who raised you to tell you who you're annoying, why you're annoying, then please do so. I was fortunate enough. My friends tell me I'm annoying all the time. The biggest thing that I hear is that I am too quick to say no. Now, that's not to say that the things that make you annoying aren't good things. It's just to say, mm, in moderation or mm, be mindful of that. So sometimes I need to not say no and say, let me think about that. I'll consider it. Other alternatives to a very cancer personality trait, might I say. And lastly, how do you see yourself using this project, this endeavor, to complement your personal growth? Now, I'm not going to say it's a selfish world, but I am going to say it's you and you at the end of it all. And it's okay to say, this is why I'm doing this. Show us your personal investment. Show it to yourself. Identify it first. Otherwise, you'll be lost in the sauce. Not growing. And we are here trying to grow. Plant new seeds. Water them. Grow. Flourish. New seeds. And if you're working on a passion project, on something that's new for the both of you, I, I think a lot of us are familiar with on the job interview, they ask, well, why, 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 why do you want this job? And then you say some bullshit reason, but really you just want it because you broke and you need to start having a savings account because you're 30 years old and you should have more than $3,000 in your bank account. So for the first time, really think about how are you trying to grow? Because that's going to impact how you show up for this partnership. And everyone, in, and everyone who has a small team knows, you know who's showing up and you know who's just there. The last thing I'll add to this conversation, we all have brilliant ideas. And they're very personal to us. We get attached to them. We get attached to the idea and then we get attached to the brand name. It's not about the brand name. I'll lo- drop the brand name. Are you going to do this work, though? That's what matters. Are you here to do the work? The name, the branding, the logo, the colors, all that can change. But the work, the lifting, the dedication, the investment, that is constant. Those are the kind of people that you want to build partnerships with. Peel back the layers. Tell me more about the story. You ready to do this work? Are you ready to get this work? Are you ready to start the work? Or are you going to finish the work? Here are the seven characteristics you need to consider when pursuing success. Number one, identify your compliments versus your competitors. Number two, be aware that partnership requires constant communication. Number three, have talks about money. Number four, have talks about time commitment. Five, practice radical honesty. Six, have fun. And seven, have a plan for happily ever after. 
We talked a lot about partnership and how to sustain it. Good practices to keep up as you're in it. But it's also important to note that it ain't easy to find a partner. It ain't easy to find a match. Someone who makes you feel invincible. Someone who's going to hype you up. Someone who's going to tell strangers about your business idea. You know, the ones that we can disclose. You know, not the private ones. But someone who's really cheering for you all the time. I want that for all of you in the way that I have it with Jenna. Because we're not supposed to be alone. You can choose to be alone, but to me, being a human, being a person is about finding the other people that make you want to live life. That make you want to go the next day. So, if you don't feel like you have that in your life, look for it. Search for it. Find it in yourself, and you will find it in others. It's important to recognize that taking any relationship to the next level is going to require a lot from you. A lot of growth, a lot of change, a lot of compromise. Similar to being in a romantic relationship, business relationships require these things from you. First, make the decision on an individual level that you are ready to receive those things into your life. Make the decision that you are willing to grow into that person. Don't search too hard. Looking means you've already missed it. <laughs> Might be closer than you, you. You're looking far and it's actually at home. <laughs> so don't look too hard, but be open. Make the conscious decision. Be intentional. Speak up for yourself. Identify what you lack so that what you need can meet you where you are. <laughs>